1: The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM We have a shortage of guards and we also have a shortage of doctors Uh, There's a a very prominent Cork GP has spoken out now about the uh, shortage of doctors and the efforts being made to address that shortage because not only have we a shortage of doctors here, we have a global shortage of family doctors, of GPs that specific area of GPs and how many calls have I taken and how many emails have I read from people who just can't get to see a doctor, can't get onto a doctor's books because the doctor's books are full and how many people are using South Doc as their GP because there literally is no GP to go to and you can see where Dr. 365 and the like is so busy too Dr. Jim Quinlan is a Glanmire GP but he's also a medical director with the Irish College of General Practitioners and we have Spoken before, he he was interviewed in the Echo earlier this week about the challenge facing the health sector. As I said, David, you and I have spoken before about the shortage of GPs. There's a new term, though: medical desert. What on earth is a medical desert? Good morning.
0: Uh, I I suppose we're all familiar with the concept of a desert, which is a place where there is no plant uh, or vegetation, and. my brother lives in France and they talk of medical deserts in France where people routinely travel in excess of an hour to see a GP because there are large areas in rural France where there simply are no GPs and this speaks to the bigger global problem where we have a shortage of healthcare professionals but most especially uh, GPs on a global basis and that certainly resonates right across Ireland, but most especially down the western mm-hmm. seaboard, really right up from Head right down to Mildon, encircling uh, uh, Cork, and, and also encroaching into the cities where, in many instances, many patients find it difficult to register with a GP, and those who have a GP, unfortunately find it increasingly challenging to get uh, an appointment.
1: In a huge country like France... You might expect places where you'd be an hour from a doctor. You don't expect it in a small place like Ireland, but you say that it's already happening in certain parts, certain rural areas.
0: Um, there are rural areas, uh, and I'm thinking uh, particularly of the Ivory Peninsula and places right like down in Castle there, where, you know, the, uh, and really right up the west coast, Ackle uh, you know, right up the path of Donegal, where there are quite remote communities, and historically they have always had AGP living with a reasonable, you know, 15, 20 minutes drive for patients. But many of these increasingly, these quite isolated rural practices are under severe threat as they're. Sole GP retires, and the challenge we face in, in firstly, in our GP workforce, uh, and then in supporting our GP workforce to go and and support and look after patients in particularly uh, quite remote and rural areas. Yeah. Um, so we we have a you know we have a major GP workforce deficit, yeah. uh, and this is driven by lots of factors like our population is now 5.1 million. It's up. About 1.2 million from 20 years ago. Um we have an aging population. Uh, our GP, like our older population, uh, in, 20, uh, in 2019 was just over 700,000 to people aged 65 you know, and just over 700,000 people. And in 2023, we have 806,000 people aged 65 and over, so that's a 15% rise in that. Yeah. cohort of patients and they they, they need a lot of like they accumulate medical illnesses through their life and they, they require okay. a lot of medical
1: care and especially GP care. In, in terms of actual numbers of doctors uh, David um, we have currently about four just under four and a half thousand GPs in the country. 4,200. Yeah. How many do we actually need for the population okay. we have? Well
0: the before the pandemic, the the
1: HSE and the Medical Council had,
0: you know, with, with the 4,200 GPs that we needed about 50% more, which would have brought us up to about 6,300. The pandemic has put a very substantial workload into general practice, as has the expansion of the Medical Card uh, program. Uh, so, like, I think we need to be looking north of 6,500 GPs as a headcount. And unfortunately, we have, like, 14% of our GP workforce, which is about GPs are age 65 and over. So we are facing a tsunami of retirement in the next two to three years mm-hmm. on our GP workforce. Um, and I, so I suppose, you know, it, it is very challenging. We are working really hard and effectively with the Department of
1: That is quite a sizable number, but th- there you go, you have 350 trainees, say, starting now this year, starting on their path towards being a family doctor a GP. How long is that path? Because it is a specialty all, all of itself, isn't it?
0: Uh, absolutely. So we are very fortunate. We have a really good four-year GP training program in the Republic of Ireland. Our colleagues in the NHS, it is a three-year program, and they would like to extend it to four years. But again, the workforce and resource constraints are, uh, prevent them doing that. As a, as a short-to-medium-term measure to augment the time lag, because it is a four-year training program. So people joining the doctors, joining the GP training program in 2024, they will qualify in 2028.
2: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
0: So we are uh, supporting and encouraging overseas highly skilled GPs who would like to come and work in Ireland to help them integrate into rural Irish general practice.
1: I was talking last year with Dr Fiona Kelly uh, down in, in, in West Cork and she she was at her wit's end because she had no one to cover her off days. She, At one point, she took calls on her holidays because there was no other option. I think she's benefited from this uh, overseas <laughs> programme, has she? Absolutely.
0: So, Fiona, Dr. Fiona Kelly in Castanbar has recruited a South African doctor and a doctor's family, and they are now working in Castletown Her children are going to the local school, and I understand the husband has got employment locally so and that so that's a really good success story so we want to make ireland an attractive destination of choice for overseas skilled gps who would like to come and work somewhere else
1: jimmy there are doctors all over the world irish doctors all over the world there's hundreds of them in australia hundreds of them in america and canada could we possibly persuade them to come home and work at home
0: um, I suppose that there's a well-trodden path for doctors and, and nurses to go and, and emigrate and work overseas. I did it myself. I trained in the UK and then went to Australia. And many of them do return. Uh, we know that our figures for GPs who qualify in Ireland, the vast majority of them remain in Ireland. So I think, you know, we are very successful at uh, keeping our GP-trained workforce in Ireland. And I suppose that's uh, uh, you know, a testament to the training programs and also the term and conditions that are available. Mm. And, you know, I suppose what we could do is make like, what we are particularly looking at is encouraging medical students to select general practice as their speciality of choice mm. if they are to continue uh, developing
1: our own homegrown GPs. Yeah, we could choose a few of them to come home from around the world. Come back lastly to the term uh, medical desert, and I note that East Cork, part of it anyway, would be almost on the verge of being such, of being a medical desert.
0: I, I think it's probably, I wouldn't think East Cork is a medical desert. I think Ivor Peninsula is much greater risk of becoming a medical desert. Um, but certainly East Cork has for many years had a Serious shortage of GPs. The population has expanded very rapidly and substantially. There have been uh, a substantial number of nursing homes developed and built in the area, and yet the GP workforce has, for nearly a decade, remained relatively static. Mm. So, you know, um, for the people in East Cork and, uh, you know, I think towns like y'all, Middleton, uh, Carry Tool, it has been difficult for people living in those areas to register with a GP you know and see see a GP yes. in most instances GPs will see people who are sick on the day patients may not see their doctor of choice but in most instances GPs will uh, make an effort to see sick patients on the day mm.
1: and v- very finally you you're at pains I think to point out that this is not just an Irish problem this is a problem internationally mm. we're not the only country with a shortage
0: there's a global shortage of healthcare professionals and most especially GPs across the world. So I think as our population ages, we need a substantial uplift in the resources for primary care in the years ahead.
1: Dr. Quinlan, good speaking to you. Thanks for coming on. Thank you very much. Dr. Dermot Quinlan, uh, who is uh, involved, he is medical director with the Irish College of General Practitioners and they really are, to be fair, they really are ramping up the number of training places available for GPs because I think a lot of people don't get it. I certainly didn't until I sat down a few years ago with a GP friend of mine and I said, you know, when you come out of college and you have your degree and then you do your couple of years in the hospital, like everyone has to do, there are two years you have to do before you can even properly call yourself a doctor other than someone who's, you know, graduated with a medical degree and i I sat my friend and i said exactly how long does it take to go from being a baby doctor as they call them in the hospital to being an actual gp it's another four years of study now yeah you're working and you're getting paid while you're working and all of that but it's another four years of study to become a family doctor a a gp so there's a lot of a lot of work and a lot of uh, hard years involved in being a gp thank you for that